Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels' love as they surround you right now, and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we're here with Danielle. She's back to share her angel stories. Now, you might ask, Julie, why didn't you share these angel stories over on the kids podcast? We're talking about astral travel here a little bit. And um, I think that this episode would be really great for kids over here if um, parents are okay with them hearing about astral travel and um, really what it's like to connect with grandparents as a young child, right? Welcome, Danielle. Yes, I can remember when I was pretty young. I remember the house. I remember what I was doing. And for some reason, I think I always felt as I got older that that was just a dream, but I couldn't figure out why I remembered those specific dreams when I couldn't remember the one from the night before. Mm. So I can remember, I want to say, I want to say I was under 10. And I can remember practicing trying to run outside of my house. It was dark, everybody's sleeping. And I would run up and down trying to push myself up to basically like a flying thing. Yeah. And then I and then I mastered that. And then I remember another time actually going up further into the clouds and going, "Oh my gosh, I better get down. <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to be doing this." You know? Yeah. So let's go deeper into this. Let's start from the beginning. So you were a young girl sitting at your piano and you could feel the presence of other people on the other side, your family members their presence being with you in that moment as you played the piano. Talk to people a little bit about that and what that presence felt like. This was always at my grandparents' house. They live in Tucson, Arizona, and I just, at the time. But I would go and visit them because we didn't live far. And so it would just be my grandmother and myself, and she would try to teach me piano because she was amazing. She was an artist, played the piano for her church. And so when she would leave the room to leave me to practice, I could feel, I I felt like my uncle was there, which she had lost my uncle when he was 17. He had drowned. And uh, my mother at the time when he passed away was 13. But I just couldn't understand how I felt like he knew me. Mm. And I could feel him. And, you know, I didn't know what that was. I was so young. I I might have been five, Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. A lot of us, when we were younger, 
almost felt it was ghosty or maybe even scary because of the way that things were presented back then. Did it weird you out? Did you kind of turn away from it? Did it feel ghosty or did you really like just feel that warm, loving because it really is just a warm, loving presence, but we don't understand what we're feeling and observing as children. It did not scare me. I asked a lot of questions and I think that shocked my grandmother just because you don't talk about those things. You tuck them away. And, but you could tell that this changed her life. This changed her heart. It took a piece of her and she was very, very, very religious. So it's not that she didn't have a belief. She did, but the pain and not being able to express that pain But I felt that loving sense, like he was almost kind of funny. Yeah. So I just, I didn't know what to feel because I didn't know what that was. And I didn't know, I really couldn't go to anybody and explain or ask questions because I knew it was, I always felt different or off or weird, or I always felt like I was just different than others. What would you say now that now that you're older, now that hindsight is 2020, if you could go back, what would you say to your younger self to give her encouragement in this area? I think just um, not to be afraid, not to feel like you're different or weird. Or at that time, I didn't realize I was an empath. Yeah. And I could feel emotions and I thought they were all mine. I thought, okay, this is me going through a crisis or why am I acting like I'm depressed or just, I was taking on others' emotions that I did not understand. And I couldn't go to anybody. My mom wouldn't have understood. Not at that time. She doesn't a little bit more now. (laughs) So you used questions as a child as a way to understand what you were seeing and feeling. I wanted to ask my grandmother more about my uncle and what happened. And I'm glad that I did because she she was open about it. Mm -hmm. And I realized later on that I understood what she was going through. But to talk about somebody that has passed away is like, it's such a joy to be able to talk about like they existed. They were here. They, you know, brought me love. They, um, she just had a lot of guilt. I think she had a lot of, and it brought me to some experiences that I had later on in life with loss that I made sure to talk about it. I made sure that our family talked about it because it was a must. It was a part of healing for us. Yeah. Yeah. The angels were saying to talk about this, though. I think it's so interesting. And I think parents can and grandparents, aunts and uncles listening now can really take this away from this episode that if you have an empathic child who's coming up to you asking you questions about a person on the other side, 
that they might be feeling the same way that you did, Danelle, when you were young and not knowing how to present it, how to bring it up. So we as adults need to be cognizant of this, aware of this, and realize that when a child is asking questions about that person on the other side, it's because they're most likely feeling that person's presence, um, connecting with that person, and don't know how to express it otherwise. I also find it fascinating. So the thing that you started out with that we're going to go back to is astral travel. So explain to everybody what your concept of astral travel is and then and then kind of go back through that running was like liftoff, like a plane for you to astral travel yourself. For me now, looking back, I think it was a way of me leaving my body. Mm-hmm. So I think I was trying to teach myself how to leave the physical body. And for me, that was, well, you got to flap your arms and fly. <laughs> and so, you know, you're young. That's just what I did. Did I understand then that I was going to possibly visit a different place for some things that I needed? I didn't know that. Um, I just thought they were dreams, but it does bring you to a place when you're older of being able to explain to your own children, um, like you said, feeling somebody. My my both my sons saw spirit, not not ghost spirit, yeah. um, would see beings, and I would just be like, "Oh my gosh, you're so lucky! How did you they bring that up?" Angels. Well, one was when um, my oldest son, um, he's now 26 in the Navy. He, it was right after my grandfather had died. And my granddad was, I just was, it was the same house that my grandmother and the uncle, he had died. And I could feel my granddad after he passed. I knew he was okay. I knew he was I could, for some reason, he was running. And I think it's just because he was a heavy smoker. And when he passed, he was on oxygen and he was just running. Yeah. And I just knew that. I just knew it. But we were in the car driving home one day and my son's in his car seat in the back. And I look back and he's like, well, hi, granddad. And he looked right next to him. And my husband and I just looked at each other and I just smiled. I just smiled and I listened and I knew he was there. I just, I had no doubt. Yeah. How did your husband react? Well, he, you know, my husband knows that I've always had some, something going on with me. I didn't figure it out later on more or pursue it more until we had our, we we lost our own child. And that's when I think he just let me do what I needed to do. And he still is kind of, um, he has little cute comments about, are you doing your crystal ball class today? Are you doing your Hare Krishna or whatever he calls it? Yeah. You know, did I just giggle and I'm like, no, not today. So he knows there's something there with me. And now even more so um, just because when his father passed away, his, his dad started communicating with me and 
how do you go to your husband and go, oh, by the way, um, it's been over a month and your dad's been communicating with me and I'm freaking out. Yeah, I had to. I had to. What pieces of validation came through then where he was like, okay, no, you're legitimately connecting with grandpa. I think, I think one of them was, he was always sending me a song Uh and I would hear this song everywhere. I don't care if it was the grocery store, every time I got into the car and it was undeniable to where I would start laughing. I even said in my mind, why are you contacting me? And he's like, because you're open. You know, it was just immediate. And then I would just start telling my husband. And then he showed me when he passed away, he showed me his experience, you know, in my mind's eye, he would show me his experience. And, you know, my, my husband's sisters wanted to know, well, why did he have to leave us? And I'm like, because he's going to help bring his grandbabies in. Mm. And then I was like, did I just say that? Like, it just flows sometimes. It's a knowing that isn't even me. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And he, he helped bring his grandbabies in several years later, but boy, yes. Yeah. So certain things just, he knew that the things that I was saying about his dad, I feel like he just knew that that wasn't me going off on a tangent. He knew that, it, and I'm a rational person. That's the hard part. I'm very rational. Yeah. So. Oh, totally. But I think that that makes the best healer. The person that's got a bit of rationale within them. Not a bit. You guys need a lot of rationale within you. you and do. then <laughs> and then total openness to the other side in your gifts. Three quick announcements. Our new kids podcast begins January 1st. If your child would like to be on the show to ask me a question, share a spiritual encounter, or talk about their gifts, message me on Instagram at Angel Podcast. Also, it's not too late to take my new course with brand new content called Find Your Purpose in 30 Days. Find the clarity, direction, and roadmap you've been searching for in my brand new course, Find Your Purpose in 30 Days. Sign up today at theangelmedium.com. Lastly, the winner of this month's free reading with me is in the show notes. Leave a five-star positive review of my podcast or book, and you could be next month's winner. This is an interesting episode because Spirit's just kind of coming in with different questions to ask you. And one of the things that they have been bringing in over and over for me in meditation is this phrase, protect empathic kids, protect empathic kids. And they just said to ask you, how did you protect the empathic nature within your children as they were growing up? Well, I still have, um, well, our oldest is 26 and I still feel is very empathic and will find his way. He really will. And I think it's not by listening to me. I think it's by watching me and Mm -hmm. seeing what I'm doing with my life and how it can be. And then our youngest is 12. He's still right in the midst and he's also seen spirit. And 
me just saying, okay, well, let's go outside. Let's, I want you to describe. And then he would figure it out on his own who it possibly was. And it ended up being my dad. Uh, most of the time, my dad and his, his papa, which was his very best friend. So I think they're now understanding that this is part of my life. This is just, it isn't a hobby. This is who I am. And so, and I have empathic children. I'm empathic. I had to be empathic in order to bring these babies in, these beings in yeah. to help them understand. And I'll be honest, um, I'm excited about your podcast for kids because my 12 year old is very empathic, very ADHD, and really struggles, really very bullied, just struggles. And I know it's for a better thing. I know he will probably be helping people, but to get past this, whoo, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It is hard. And yeah. we do need to protect these empathic kids. And I think that we're feeling figuring out as a collective how we actually go about doing that. Did you have another angel story? Oh, Julie, you know, I have so many. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. My one of them that's my favorite that just makes me laugh is my father died in 2019. It was a very um short illness that you know took us by surprise, but within three months of finding out he was gone three months later. And you know, my dad was my best friend, my son's best friend. He just was one of the biggest parts of our family. And I was listening and he brought me to your podcast, by the way. He did. Yes. Go Papa. Um, yeah, definitely. So he, I, I remember one of your podcasts, you had somebody on and you guys were talking about how you can ask for signs. And this person, I can't remember her name, but she asked to see a cardinal. So the next day I go out on my morning walk you know, it's like 5am and I'm doing my walk by myself connecting and halfway through I'm like, oh, I'm going to ask my dad for a sign. Okay, dad. And I'm in my mind going, I want to see that cardinal, a red cardinal. I want to see that somewhere on this walk, please. So as I'm coming towards the end of my walk, I'm looking in the road and I see something red and I'm like, what is that? And I get closer and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is a bird. It's a red cardinal. And then I'm closer and I'm like, it's dead. What kind of sign is that, dad? And then in my mind immediately, it was, he, there was a joke that my friend and I used to say when we were young and the joke, I hope it doesn't offend anybody, but it was, why did the monkey fall out of the tree? And my response, and they would go, I don't know why. And I would say, well, because he was dead. Uh, and it was just, I was really young. And it was the <laughs> funniest joke for me and my friend. I don't know what it really means, but it was hilarious. And so as soon as I saw this dead cardinal, I was like, what is that? And he said, why did the monkey fall out of the tree? Because he was dead. And I started laughing on this walk going, Dad, why would you do that? I hear I'm having a <laughs> spiritual moment. And he's like, you didn't give me much time. You're halfway through your walk. And I knew, I knew, okay, 
dad, you are communicating with me. You are here. Who else could come up with that nonsense but my dad? Oh, yeah. my goodness. They have like a sick way of thinking even from the other side. Well, and you know, I did only give him a very short time to come up with that yeah. cardinal at 5 a.m. Well, you know, this is kind of fascinating because I haven't had this many times. And it's kind of really awkward when it happens. I've never talked about this on the show before. This is not for children. I have had clients come in for a reading who've lost their partners and their partners will come in saying one of the things that you really miss about me being gone is our intimacy together, our intimate times. And they're kind of like coming through with this sexual energy from the other side. And I'm like, wait, no, this is not what I signed up for whatsoever. And it's not like I feel the energy within my being. It's a transmission, right? Of like, I'm hearing almost like I'm hearing a person talk. I'm hearing what they have to say and I'm translating it to the person. But the first time that that happened, I was like, uh, I don't know, guys. I don't know if I want to go here. And um, they were like, this is what they need to hear. And and the person will say, Julie, I think about that all the time. So it always clicks for that person, just like your dad's joke clicked with you. And that's perfect because that's the validator that you needed to know it was really him. Yeah. But I bet you he didn't send you one more dead cardinal. No. Oh, no. no. I mean, but that's so my dad. <laughs> that was so he was and we were quirky together. Yeah. So only I would understand that. I mean, anybody else could have been so offended. Like, what is that? Oh, my gosh, that's a sign. Or that's a, a lot something. of no, exactly. A lot of people could have been like, that's a sign something bad's going to happen or dad's not OK on the other side. It, it didn't mean that, though, whatsoever. I'm so glad no. that you knew that. They're still funny. They're still yes. funny. They're oh so goodness. funny. Oh. Yeah. And happy. And happy. They come through with such big personalities. Very, very. Yeah. Just as much as he was here. So, um, I mean, I would like to have that voice or that hug. And a lot of mine isn't, um, it's a knowing. So it can be a little confusing because you're like, okay, is that my spirit guide? Is that angels? Is that... And I guess it doesn't really matter. It just is flowing through. And then sometimes I just know that it's somebody's loved one and and feeling it or feeling my guide or knowing, okay, this is my guide talking to me. So, or one of them. So you and I have worked together for a long time. And what I tell people in the, my angel Reiki school is some people are intuitive, meaning that they can't tell or decipher exactly if it's coming from a loved one, an angel uh, guide on the other side. Um, but some people, people who are mediums more so they just connect um, with loved ones on the other side, people who are angel readers, really just connect with angels on the other side. Some people have a high of multiple different ones. Um, some people can't tell you exactly who the information is coming from or where it's coming from. They just know it's not them. And that's more an intuitive. 
one thing that I do want to preface, and I, I know I say this in the Angel Reiki School, but I would just want you to keep it in the back of your head. Every big medium that I have heard talk, they all say one same thing, which is it took me about five years before I could really label myself, before I really knew exactly what I was doing, where there weren't a lot of new surprises. Up until that point, you're building your dictionary, you're continuing to learn to work with them. Not that you don't have the skill, you can learn the skill within a matter of weeks, you can learn it, but then you have to continue to grow it. And what Spirit just looked at you and said was, Danelle, don't put a label on it just yet because you do have those loved ones coming through. You do have those angels coming through. So I think that you're more of a hybrid, more than intuitive, okay? Makes complete sense. Cause I do, I, the moment I said, oh, I just have this knowing. And then the next session I had somebody's son and, and gave me his name and I'm like, okay, wait. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I thought I was this. Yes. So I do. We're very quick within our own egoic minds to label ourselves. Um, you don't need to do that. Patience is so key when it comes to growing as a healer. Oh, I'm learning for sure. I'm. Yeah. It'd be easier if I could just see who was there and we're good to go. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, then, then where would we? We wouldn't be needed. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Very true. Aw, Danielle, thank you so, so much for, for being on the show. Sorry if I said Danielle earlier. I know your name's Danielle. Um, <laughs> all my love to you. And I just so appreciate you being here, spending your time with us. Thank you so much for having me and anybody listening. And, and just, I appreciate everybody that you have with your podcast and, and all of your angel members. I I rely on them. I need them. Anybody looking into the membership, I'm telling you, just do it. You get the support and some of the questions that you think are really off the wall are not. We're all like, oh yeah, that's that's a great question. So just, I'm telling you, I'm so thankful for you and all of your your people. And thank you for having me. Of course. And actually, so we're recording this in June. This will probably go up more towards the fall, uh, winter. But um, so here's what I'm thinking for next year. Let me know your thoughts. What we're going to do is a whole new year of content where um, we dive into really a year of ease. And Spirit has been bringing this through for the last couple of months that there is a difference between peace and ease. Peace is within your thoughts, within your mind center of bringing peace into you through your mental capacity, your consciousness. Ease comes in through your physical body. So embodying ease because what I've been learning a lot of is that I can be peaceful within my head, within my thoughts, from my meditation practices, from my spiritual practices, and still be very, very clenched and uptight and holding on to a lot of heaviness or... Um, it's like a heavy clenched feeling 
within my physical body. And so spirit said, it's almost like combining oneness with the old course that I did um, of living in the highest vibration that is for an entire month. We're going to go through 12 different topics. Um, One's going to be somatic dance or um, somatic work. One's going to be codependency. I got a list of all these 12 different topics that we're going to go through in 2023. And it's just going to be a whole new year of content to really bring us into a year of ease and self-love. Oh, that is so needed. So needed. I think that would be the final connection for me is to, to do that. So absolutely. Yay. And everybody who joins, they'll have access to all the stuff that we've done previously, but um, you'll get to go through and get access to um, the new content as well, which will be really fun. Danelle, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. You too. Have a blessed day. All right. Bye-bye. Beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.